Hello and welcome to what is an emergency pod on the morning of the Kentucky Derby. This is Vanessa Rall joined by Peter Fornatale. Thank you very much. I get to host these shows at the moment because Peter is the expert and we need an expert right now because my goodness gracious me, there has been drama on the morning of the Derby. Derby <laughs> with <laughs> the morning of the Derby with the news coming through that we were all wondering might come through really in regards to Forte. There have been some murmurings over the last few days and mornings, but he is now officially scratched from the race. Obviously, the predicted favourite. So much talk about him. For me, the race was built around him and the form that he brought in. And now he's out. Peter, I mean, this is kind of, I mean, I was going to say it's very, it's extremely unexpected territory. Has this ever happened before? Well, funny enough, it reminds me a little bit of something that happened to these same connections. Gosh, oh. was it was it ten years on now with uh, with Uncle Mo? You know, the day of, before that wasn't was it? the day before. Yeah. We had I want revenge years ago. Had an issue. I think that one was a morning of. But we've never had sort of the protracted drama of the last few days of the the will he won't he variety of this and and having connections come out yesterday and say he's definitely running maybe that was the the, the kiss that the, the, that sealed the fate of this so this is all for anyone who's i mean everyone's across this at this point but to bullet point it the horse has obviously been working on the track all week he stumbled was it on thursday which seemed to raise a few alarms but the trainer didn't seem worried no one really seemed that concerned ever since obviously the vets have been very on forte and then today he goes out to do his routine piece of work. They bring him back in, they drug him up and down, and it's a no from the vets. And I think this is one of these cases where it's part of, it's a growing pains thing in the evolution of the way that we, we look at these issues. I mean, for me, Todd Pletcher, the consummate horseman, I would normally want to just take an in-Todd Pletcher we trust yeah. attitude about yeah. this thing. And I, and I do feel like he's been uh, a bit hard done. At the same time, we certainly understand with the, 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 the idea that there's so much scrutiny now that the state vet, you know, is trying, they're just trying to do their job and obviously saw something they didn't like. I, I'm not an expert enough to see him jog on the road there that we saw on Twitter this morning and say there's anything off. He looked sound to me but i you know it's not really my area of expertise and when you have a veterinarian place to do this um it's 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 hard to argue too much especially with what's at stake once this becomes a a, a will he won't he story i think catch my drift yeah absolutely i mean that that's just it your last line there what's at stake once it becomes a will he won't he story because if he was to run after all the speculation and god forbid anything happened or went wrong even if it was, was completely injured. unrelated absolutely to i mean a, a different leg a different thing whatever nothing related the world's press would latch on to that as this horse was flagged up as having an issue somebody was worried somewhere they ran him and now looks what's happened and that would have been the worst case scenario yeah i mean that i mean honestly there's quarters in this country where that could be you know, it sounds melodramatic to say the end of the sport, but <laughs> I think it could be a real negative sea change in terms of racing's ability to, to function. And the term that, that often gets bandied about that I really like, our social contract in, in running these animals, it, it's the kind of thing that could really redound negatively to say the, the absolute least. Now, at the same time, 
I, I'm wishing that wasn't the case. I'm wishing there was some way, especially, you know, again, given, given the hands that he's in, we've seen this high profile issues now uh, at the Breeders' Cup a number of times with, uh, with, with, with Chad Brown and, and with Todd Fletcher. I mean, they run so many horses. They know this stuff so well that I wish this weren't the case, but I feel like um, I also kind of understand at this point, after all the back and forth, why the, I understand why everybody did what they did and everybody feels the way they feel. I guess that's wishy-washy from an, from an analytical point of view, but, you know, certainly disappointed. I think, you know, getting to see this horse was clearly like the story in the buildup, but this is where we are on the morning of. Yeah, I mean, it feels a little bit surreal, but we could talk about um, all the elements surrounding this and what it means for the sport going forward, which I'm sure we will do in due course on another pod. But this is an emergency, short, sharp, snappy piece of work from us. So we want to focus on the race now. Forte won't be lining up. For me, that takes out a huge part, my angle in for the race. You know that I was all about the class angle in yep. here, and I felt that he was that. Um, we've discussed it at length. Where does it leave the field as a whole now? I mean, this has blown it wide open. It really has. And it makes me think that my betting angle in now, and I could be dead wrong about this, but, you know, with Tapatrice now presumably the favorite, I feel like he's a favorite we might be able to oppose a little more enthusiastically betting-wise, just because I'm, yeah, not, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure how his grinding style is going to be suited it also just not just you know we, we we've talked extensively about forte we haven't really talked about any of the other scratches it's just the more the more horses that, that that come out in theory maybe that helps maybe that helps um tapatrice have fewer runners to navigate through but it also might mean there's less of a pace and i've contended for a long while now that tapatrice's best hope was a pace meltdown that they'll really go hammer and tongs early, similar to last year. And he could maybe get save some ground and get a clean run on the outside through and, and even pace, you know, as runners come out, not that any of the runners from scratch really projected to be part of the pace, but just from a mathematical horses, point of view, yeah, 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 fewer horses, less chance of a meltdown. So yeah. where it leaves me is probably wanting to oppose Tapatrice and being more open to the, the two horses I'm going to be now more narrowing in on. I mean, I was always very interested in Derma Sotogake. Yeah. Nothing has changed there. He keeps moving into, you know, he's almost getting yeah, into yeah. The, the ideal draw at this point, still probably two or three gates wider than you would have picked him to be. But, you know, that's significant. Yeah. So I'm liking him. Um, you know, Mandarin Hero all of a sudden becomes a little bit of an interesting long shot to me. I mean, how crazy would it be to have two Japanese horses run well? But the other one for me that I'm going to be focusing more on mainly, in addition to Derma Sotogake, is two fills. Two just, fills. I was just about to say, I think my now forte is gone. Like, you guys made such compelling cases for him in this race, even with the full field. I just feel like he, for me, is going to be the one to latch on to now. And I keep going back to that point that Maggie made on the show the other night, that if this horse was some synthetic specialist that only moved up because of the synth, wouldn't his workout over the synth at the sale been better? You know, I mean, it, feel, it felt like it was almost likely to be a horse who's better on dirt. And if he runs, yeah, and he runs yeah, yeah. as well as he did that last race, I mean, he's right there. I mean, you might have a very, very rare situation here where you have two horses who ran the fastest last out figures in two fills and Derma Sotogake who are not 
who are, you know, six to one or higher. Maybe Dermo's now goes shorter than six to one, though, actually. But even so, he's not going to be. I know what you mean. You've got two horses bringing in big numbers. You've actually got great profiles for the race on, on loads of form. And they won't be the favorite. And they're not going to be the favorite. Yeah. No. So that's that's the kind of thing that gets me excited from a betting point of view. And I, I'm just going to try to make do the mental jujitsu, put the disappointment from a as a sporting, as a fan of the sport, I mean, Forte coming out diminishes the race, but as a as a gambler, it might just lead us to some even bigger opportunities. Yeah, I mean, for the Forte coming out angle. I mean, I asked you guys this when we did our first preview show back in the week about what sort of level of a derby this was in terms of is this going to go down as a race that you'll look back on and think that's a really strong bit of form, et cetera, et cetera. But even without Forte in it, I don't think that it doesn't take away from the fact that. There's so much promise in the field right the way down. Uh, do you see what I mean? Like, yes, we haven't got the class angle in there, but all the horses we're mentioning bring in so many different profiles that I still feel this is a derby that we'll be looking back on thinking that was a really good race. I sure hope so. You know, and I think if you see runners like Derma Sotogake or, uh, or Mandarin Hero or Two Phils running to or improving somehow the numbers they showed in their last start, Figure-wise, it could still stack up okay. And, you know, it's hard. People always want to evaluate the three-year-old class um, in, in real time. And, and sometimes it really does take time for them to for them to develop and, and to see what happens. So that's sort of where, we, where we're left sitting as we, as we head into this year's Derby. And, and we'll have to see what happens. I mean, there's going to be so much more drama directly after this with Forte. And the Preakness in just two weeks. I mean, do we now – we've been talking all about this Preakness – future bet um there's a, a a real part of me now depending on what what the odds look like to come back and bet forte in that i yeah. mean if again sort of taking it in todd pletcher we trust uh mentality <laughs> in todd pletcher we trust i love that okay well i think that probably wraps up our emergency show doesn't it i think so i think we covered what we needed to cover you know lots of other late scratches the only, the most significant to me you know uh CZ Rocket coming out of the, the Cody's wish race just makes me even more confident about him. He was one of the ones I could have told you an upset story about. Going to build a lot of things through Cody's wish. Going to spread uh, those three horses we mentioned and, you know, throw in a few of the other uh, logical ones as well in the Derby and hope to get a piece of one of these big uh, pick bets on the day. And, you know, happy to have my listeners know I got the the 22 to one on Derma, you know, a month ago and be rooting that in. And hopefully it'll be a, a fun and profitable afternoon over there. Well, fingers crossed. Best of luck to you. Best of luck to our listeners out there. Thanks so much for joining us on the build-up, obviously, to the Derby. Uh, it's been great fun. And now we get to go and enjoy the race day. The drama, hopefully, is now behind us. And we can just focus in on the race itself. Uh, have a good one, everyone. Enjoy it. That was the Kentucky Derby emergency show.